This is Exposure on Impact 89FM. WDBL East Lansing. The show that lets you know about everything that goes on at the MSU campus that you otherwise might not know about. Tune in every Sunday at 9 a.m. We're your hosts, Megan Samp and Tessa Gresh. Welcome to Exposure. Hello, hello, and welcome to Exposure. You are listening to Season 14. I'm your host, Tessa Kresh. Today, I'm joined by the Michigan State Ballroom Dance Team, a dance team that comprises of students and locals of all ages who are interested in learning how to ballroom dance and to create a culture of competitive and social ballroom dancers. Hi, guys. Welcome to Exposure. Hi. Hi. So before we get into it all, could you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Ann Jansen. I'm a newcomer member of the club. I am a master's student in the data science program. Hi, everybody. My name is Thevin Pereira. I'm a sophomore. I'm a supply chain management major, and I'm a bronze level teacher. And I'm Jenna Thayer. I'm the president of the ballroom dance team. Uh, I'm a forestry major, and I'm a senior this year. I'm Emma Luzbatek. Um, I'm a bronze level dancer, and I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering. So I want to get a little bit of dis- a description of what the MSU ballroom dance team is and what you guys do. You mentioned silver, bronze, all these things, and also rumba. Rumba, yes, rumba. It's one of the dance. Can you guys explain that a little bit? The ballroom dance team teaches lots of different styles of dance. And as you keep coming to lessons and improve your skills, you can place into our different levels. So everyone starts out as a newcomer, and you can place into bronze, which is kind of the next level up, up to silver and gold, and there's even some beyond that. But most people get up to gold in their collegiate years. Uh, so we cover lots of different styles, like cha-cha, swing, rumba, and waltz, tango, and foxtrot are kind of the main ones that everyone does. We also like to do some international dances, so... Jenna mentioned our standard or <clears throat> Jenna mentioned our dances for American and uh, rhythm. So this would be um, waltz, tango, foxtrot, American versions, and then uh, rhythm for cha cha, rumba, and swing. And then for international Latin and standard, we teach waltz, tango, foxtrot again, but it's a different style, which is standard. And then Latin, cha-cha, rumba, and uh, jive. We also no. do some other fun international dances like samba, uh, bolero, paso. Um, mambo. Mambo as well. Oh, yeah. But a mambo is uh, an American dance. And how did you guys get involved with the ballroom dance team? Ballroom was always something that I kind of been interested in, but like where does a high schooler learn to ballroom dance? Yeah. So uh, I was actually at participation my first year on campus, and somebody just shoved a flyer in my hand. I was like, oh, ballroom dance. I've actually always wanted to do that. And I showed up to the first practice that was open, and here I am as president. My mom used to do ballroom dance in college, and so I've heard about ballroom dance for years. And then I got here, and I actually got through like a year and a half of being here. And then I was at spring participation instead of participation. And <laughs> I was talking to someone, and I was like, oh, I'll tell you about my club. And she's like, I'll tell you about mine. And she said ballroom dance, and I was like, sign me up. <laughs> so funny story. One of the e-board members last year is a friend of a friend. And so he DM'd me on Discord and was like, hey, I run this club called Ballroom Dance. If you're not doing anything from 10 p.m. to 12 p.m., you should just show up. And I was like, you know, I'm not doing anything during that time anyway, so I'll just show up. And I happened to show up during placements, such as when the um, team judges and the curriculum chair of the team judge um, 
all the returning members on what level they can be. So if you place in newcomer, bronze, it's how we level up pretty much at the beginning of each semester. I happened to show up. That was my first practice in quotation marks. Um, and I just sat there and watched and I fell in love. So so you did not expect it to be up your alley. No, And then you watched placements. And, and basically, how would you describe how placements was? Like what you were looking at when you when you went there and you fell in love? Art, like just pure dance. Like I, I never realized how I could express myself and how I could show my love for music that I've always had um, through high school, middle school. I was a band kid, so I always loved listening to music and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and it's just it was just a different way of expressing myself and through music and dance. Jenna, actually, uh, we lived next to each other in the dorms, and she would always sneak away from 10 to midnight to go to her secret ballroom dance club. And, <laughs> um, I wasn't really interested in it at all. I didn't know what it was or what it entailed, but uh, Jenna invited us to the open house which in the spring semester, and uh, me and a bunch of other friends that lived in the dorms went, and just watching it, like, it was very emotional. It was, like what Devin said, pure art, and I was actually really interested in doing it, so... I just kept coming back after that. Can we talk about what makes ballroom dance different from just dance? Well, I think there's definitely something that's really challenging and exciting about learning how to dance with another person. You're learning not just like, how do I move and do all these steps, but how do I read what the other person is telling me when we're dancing together? Because you can't just talk and be like, oh, let's do an underarm turn next. You have to learn all their signals and how to work with them. It takes the pressure off of you. I feel like just because if I was dancing alone, like solo, and people were watching me, I would be scared. But since I have a partner, there's someone else who's also taking the fall for all of my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm Emma's partner, so I take all the blame. All <laughs> Do you always mistakes. stick with the same partner? I think it depends on the couple. So okay. me and Emma have been dancing together for about a year now. Jenna, on the other hand, has had two different partners, I believe. Uh, Three, maybe. Wow. <laughs> when I was a newcomer, nobody had really made like a solid partner yet. We were all just kind of rotating around. And then once we all started to get a little bit more serious about wanting to go to competitions and do really well, we kind of solidified who's dancing with who. Yeah, I'm sure you learn each other's signals like yes, you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to the signals, we have things called leads and follows. So leads are like the quote-unquote male of the couple and then follows are the more pretty feminine version of the couple and leads are more technical with their their uh, movements so we we floor crap we move around the floor we initiate moves and the follow is interpreting what we put on them we don't talk at all during our dance it's all movement and force space so like I'll have my hand and I'll push like forward so Emma will know which way to go or I'll push on her back to let her know to step back and stuff like that. So it's a lot of interpretation and it's all based on, you know, couple dancing and that's really what makes ballroom stand out. There are multiple different kinds of dances like we mentioned and they exist in these subcategories. What are those categories? Yeah, so there's in American, there's rhythm and smooth and then in international, there's standard and Latin. What would you say your favorite one is? I think my favorite is rhythm because it's like the fun ones like cha-cha where like 
You get to like move around and have fun and it's a little more like upbeat. I'd have to say rhythm as well. I just love moving around as fast as possible and I think cha-cha, rumba, and swing just are super joyful and super energetic. That's tough because I love how like snappy and sassy rhythm is, but I think I'm going to have to go with smooth because I love being able to feel like graceful and really mm. pretty moving around the floor. I like Latin. I just enjoy the way that it's different from rhythm, but ever so slightly. And there's just like something else to work on. And do you are you wearing different outfits for these different categories? Somewhat. Yes. Typically for um, smooth. So American smooth and international standard you would wear a longer skirt or like a dress that is goes all the way to your ankles. And then for American rhythm and international Latin, you would wear something like a shorter skirt or like something with fringe in it because you're moving your hips a lot. And so you want like the skirt to kind of show off that hip movement. For the leads, it's pretty similar for, um, so for standard or for smooth, American smooth and international standard, uh, we like to wear a white shirt with a vest, black pants, black shoes, black socks, and a tie, and then you can have your accents. So I like to buy wore purple, so I have a purple tie, a purple um, pocket sleeve, and uh, purple earrings as well. Ooh. Um, and then a silver chain as well. Um, and then for rhythm, we like to go a little bit more sexy, I guess. Uh, so we have like, uh, we swap to black pants, black shoes, black socks, um, a black shirt, rolled up sleeves, and um, unbuttoned. So it's about like halfway oh, off. So you show okay, up to, like, I see it. the top of your chest. Um, that's where like the silver chain will come in. I'll swap to like flashier earrings. Um, and I have also purple accents on my shirt as well. So it kind of flares out. So let's talk about these performances and competitions. How to describe competitions. So, so depending on your level, you can choose when to dance. So Let's say we're all a newcomer. We'll all sign up for a newcomer dance and whichever dances we want to. So we can all sign up for a waltz, a tango, a foxtrot, depending on whichever uh, subcategory you want to go in. So American, foxtrot, tango, waltz. Let's say, and then on the floor, they'll call out waltz, newcomer, line up. So everybody who signed up for that will line up with their couple. They'll have a number on their back. That number is only on the lead and it'll signify what um, It'll, that's like your identifier as your as the couple. Once you're on the floor, they'll put, depending on the size of how many people signed up, it'll be either one heat or two heats. First heat will be this just half the group. The second heat will be the other half. Uh, yeah, the competitions have teams from a lot of different schools. So you get to see, like, instead of just seeing the people that you're used to dancing with from your school, you get to see other teams as well, which is really cool because, like, I know our team has, like, bronze routines. And so at the bronze level, they teach you a routine. You do a couple moves in the same order. And then if you see other schools, they have different routines. And so you get to learn new moves that they learn that we don't learn, or you get to see like a new way of putting moves together and stuff. And it's really cool just to see like the differences in craftsmanship between like UMish versus MSU versus Purdue and stuff like that. And so you're competing against other colleges. How often are these competitions happening? Uh, so there's a ton like all over the country happening all the time. We usually go to about three every semester and we travel all around the Midwest. So uh, we just had people attend Ohio State University's competition. And in let's see, at the end of October, we'll be going to Purdue's competition that they host. And uh, every spring we host our own competition right here on the MSU campus. 
So every February we have people come from all over for the Green and White Gala. The Green and White Gala. Can you guys talk about that? It's just kind of our own competition that we put on here. So we invite a bunch of schools. We have judges come and we basically host the whole thing. We run the whole thing. So members of our e-board spend months of their time putting together everything, organizing hotel rooms, organizing funds and getting the space for it. And then, uh, you know, once it all comes together, we we just have a bunch of teams come and dance at our school. And I think it's pretty cool. Where does it take place? Uh, we've been hosting it in I Am Circle, actually. And where do you guys practice? We practice in Dem Hall. So if you know where I Am West is, we're just right next to them. So the first thing that intrigued me about the ballroom dance team is the fact that you practice between 10 p.m. and midnight. That is an absurd schedule, I mean, compared to any other club on campus. Can you guys talk about how you fit that kind of rehearsal time in your schedule? That's the only time in my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, I, especially um, as a sophomore, like, coming on campus after COVID, and I just wanted to try everything. I wanted to do all the clubs. I wanted to, like, make the most out of my college experience. And so at participation, I got, like, 20 flyers and I'm sorting through them back in my dorm room and every single one is like Monday and Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. and I was like now I gotta choose like I have to pick one club out of these 20 that I was super interested in just you know because I don't have the time and ballroom fit right in there's no club that does 10 to midnight like I had no problems working it around my own schedule and now it's kind of nice because I do I am a little less involved in my other clubs because I am doing homework, I am working, and uh, I don't really have that time slot open. Mm -hmm. But like the 10 to midnight is still open because my brain is like not fried, but like a little bit fried. I feel like if I'm studying at that point, I'm going too much and I'm just overwhelming myself with information. And so it's nice to just have a nice cutoff time and take a break and go and just do ballroom and just think about ballroom. Yeah, whenever I'm kind of introducing the club to people, I say, like, I know 10 to midnight is a crazy time, but it will never conflict with anything. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of college students are up anyway, so it works really well. That's what I like to say. Um, <laughs> whenever, like, freshman year especially, I was up till 12 or, like, 1 a.m. doing whatever, whether it was hanging out with friends or doing my homework or watching YouTube videos or scrolling on TikTok. So I like to think of it as from 10 to midnight, I'm doing something productive if that productive thing is doing uh ballroom dance yeah you were already up at that time yeah so, so what you like, might as well be dancing yeah exactly i will say it was much easier last semester when i was in school full-time to make it to that schedule and as somebody who's working now and has to be up at like 7 a.m for a job it's a little rough <laughs> yeah i will say but um that's also like a choice that i've made and you can take naps and then it's fine absolutely <laughs> so what other things are you guys involved in my first year, I was on the swim club, and that was every day from like 6.30 to 8. So it was it was like a time commitment, but it was really fun, and I did really like it, and uh, it was a good way for me to exercise. Unfortunately, like my classes have gotten really hard, and now I'm working from like 3 to 6 every day, so I only have those hours to do homework, so it's it's had to come out of my schedule. Uh, I am part of the MSU Concert Orchestra. I play bass. Ooh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I have a lot of fun in there. And then I'm also in a sorority. 
So definitely a big time commitment. Absolutely. That's so cool that you can balance a whole dance team and a sorority <laughs> and a orchestra. That's crazy. Um, so I'm a ULA slash student coordinator for the residential business community. So I teach business 101 as well as um, I lead like success series and plan cider mill trips um, for our living community as well as I'm part of the supply chain management association. So every Tuesday we have meetings from 6.30 to 7.30. We have companies come in and talk about their supply chain and their internship programs. Um, and then, yeah, I always have ballroom dance as well. So, I'm super impressed that you guys are able to do all this at once. I mean, it says a lot about the time frame. Like, yes, it's late, but it fits in. Nothing conflicts with that time <laughs> except bed. <laughs> and how would you say that being on this team has enriched your personal life? I have definitely made so many friends through ballroom. You get really, really close with all the people that you're in lessons with all the time, especially when we're like, okay, everybody go find a new partner, like rotate and grab a new person. So you're meeting people all the time. Um, I think it really speaks to like the community that we've built that even when somebody like doesn't have a lesson, people are usually coming to ballroom to do their homework or just to hang out and chat with their friends. So definitely we're a really tight knit community. And ballroom has helped a ton with my confidence personally. I know like it was kind of the first club that I joined on campus and I didn't have any like good friends yet. I was going all by myself. So I like remember walking that very first time to ballroom being like, oh God, like I am so scared and anxious. And, like I can just do it and be afraid and it'll be okay. And since then it's like, I feel so much like more confident about the way I carry myself and being able to go up to new people and just introduce myself. So it definitely has made a big impact on my life. Um, personally, uh, I met my girlfriend there. So um, Anne is my girlfriend and we met through ballroom. That's me. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. That's um, awesome. A lot of couples come out of ballroom. That's just kind of what happens when you dance with people. I'm really happy about that. I'm really happy that I met her. Um, but I also gained a really good group of friends, really reliable, and they're loyal, and just the most amazing people. I also have my annoying dance partner. She's <laughs> the most critical person of me, but she's also, she's also the most supportive of me, um, and she has my back whenever I need it. So I will say I did meet my boyfriend, and so that was wonderful. And then Ballroom is also just such a great way to make friends. I... It's so hard to make friends in class because you're in class and then you're working on homework, so you're not really getting to know each other. And I didn't join, I joined one other club and I didn't make any friends out of that. And so in college, like I made my roommate and then I made all of my ballroom friends, which are really good friends. And I love hanging out with them and I go to ballroom and see them. And then we have like fun nights where like we'll plan something, like we'll plan an event and we'll go do something. Like this Wednesday, we've got a game night. And so it's just a good way to hang out with people and like get to know people. And like Jenna said earlier, the doing homework there, even if you don't have a lesson, it's a really great way to get help on your homework. And it's really nice just getting to help people and have a community. Ballroom has helped me in so many ways. Um, I think the biggest impact it has on me is like what Jenna was saying with the confidence. I do have like a lot of anxiety, specifically performance anxiety. So doing ballroom was like just a fun thing. I never thought I would compete. I never thought that I would show anyone what I could do. Um, and then my second semester on the team, I had a bunch of my friends actually come up to me and say, Emma, you should compete, sign up to compete. And I couldn't say no. I knew that if I wasn't going to compete, then it was always going to 
be a regret of mine. And um, I did it and I was so anxious, but I loved it. I love showing off my skills to other people and I love having a goal to work towards. That's not just like get good grades in school. I love having like a creative outlet because I feel like my days can be so technical and just it's just all math. It's just all studying and I can just go and do something that requires the other side of my brain. Um, I'm not like a person who goes to the gym like this is like my main workout. Like it just it makes it so that I'm being active at least a little bit throughout my day, like especially when I feel like I I'm just like sitting in in my desk all day like just doing homework and I just I can just get up yeah. I can get up and move around can anybody join at any time of the year yes yep. absolutely we're always looking for new members who just want to learn how to dance have a great time uh, I know I joined with absolutely zero dance experience other than like playing just dance on my Wii as a kid oh my god <laughs> so I know that's something that kind of scares a lot of people of like, oh, like, I don't know how to dance. Like, I have two left feet. I won't be any good. You don't have to be good. You just have to show up and have a great time. So we're always welcoming new people, uh, whether you're a freshman or a senior. People always just come and have a great time. And as much as people do sometimes be like, oh, no, like, I'm terrible. Le two left feet. Maybe you've got three left feet. It's <laughs> you'd be surprised how quickly you pick up dance moves and stuff like by the time it was two or three weeks into the semester, I really did know like the basics to most of the dances, like the core ones that we did. And it was amazing just to see like the progress you can make in such a short amount of time. There's always something new to learn. So if you show up and you have some dance experience, like it's never the same as what you learned before. So it's always something new. So if you did ballet before, we have some, some of our um, team members are ex-ballet members and so they show off their um, dance moves there but whenever you talk to them they're always like it's super exciting to dance ballroom because it's not the same as what I did before it's not exactly ballet it's not exactly as tap it's not exactly as jazz or something else like that so whenever pe new people come into the ballroom it's always a new experience and we always welcome everybody. I know some of our team members came with um, ice skating backgrounds or gymnastics backgrounds so it's been really cool to see how they like use what they already know and change it to express something new in ballroom. How much of a commitment is it? Do you need to go every single day? Absolutely not. My first semester on the team, like we have a schedule that's sent out every week in our um, newsletter of what dances are being taught and at what level. Um, and I would just look at it and I'd be like, you know what? I don't want to do that one, but I'll do that one. I'll show up on this day for one hour to do this lesson. And like, so I could tailor it to my own personal schedule and how much effort I wanted to put into it. I will say the more lessons you come do, the more fun. But I remember similar demo. So in my first semester, I had 8 a.m.s on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Whoa. So oh I would not come Mondays and Wednesdays because I needed sleep. <laughs> and then Emma decided to throw us into competitions, so I was forced to go four <laughs> days a week. So you guys are very much community-centered. Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say your favorite memory or something that stands out to you is pertaining to the ballroom dance team? One of my favorite memories has to be uh, we were at the Green and White Gala last year. Emma and I had one mambo lesson, and decided to do newcomer mambo and compete maybe like two minutes before like a minute before we were on the floor uh, one of our gold members taught us how to do the basic again 
and somehow we ribboned so we finaled in the category and i think we earned sixth place 15 16 couples simply because we were on time and we knew the basic we didn't do we do we want did one simple move the whole time and didn't move we just oh my gosh <laughs> i don't know how we pulled it off but we did it just goes to show that you don't need experience to to do well you just have to go out there and be your best i would probably say that my favorite memory from ballroom was my first competition because it was just new and exciting and I was really nervous, but I was excited. I was dancing with people that I had been practicing with for weeks and like, everybody's just so nice and friendly. And even though like I was a little late because I was joining in the spring instead of in the fall, like it was still good and I had a good time and everyone was fun and got a ribbon, got yeah. seventh place. That's awesome. This is so hard. I have so many like really good memories. I think a lot of my favorite college memories are going to be from ballroom. But Aww. definitely one of my favorites was we went to, I think it was the Ohio Star Ball. We went and we always go to the same like Italian place. I don't know if you've heard of Buca de Beppo, but it's this like chain Italian restaurant. Uh, so we always go there at the Ohio Star Ball competition and all sit at this ginormous long table and some of our team members decided to order like some extreme ice cream sundae. Mm. It was like, it's meant for like eight people. And it was these two guys who sat there and ate the whole thing, knowing that like we were going to have to go like walk several blocks to go watch this like professional performance of ballroom dance. And they looked like they were going to be sick, but it was hilarious. And it was a really fun evening out with friends. <laughs> that sounds so fun. I don't know. I also have a lot of good memories from ballroom. I do want to say my first competition was like a really good memory for me because my mom actually came to it. It was at Purdue and my family's from Illinois. So it was a nice like halfway point between like, you know, East Lansing and my home. And uh, so my mom drove out to see it and uh, it was it was really emotional for me. I think it was like I was competing for the first time and I felt really good about it. And she came out to watch me and she was she told me that she was only going to watch me because I'm like her daughter. You know, she's got to watch me. But she ended up staying for like an hour after I was all done competing, just watching the other dancers because she just loved it so much. So we're sitting there and we're like talking about it. We're watching all them. She was like, I didn't imagine you'd ever end up here, but I'm so glad that you did. And like, so yeah, that's a really good memory for me is just like being able to show off like what I can do and surprise everybody. Every time I talk about it, they're like, ballroom dancing. What? Yeah. Yeah, especially with such a technical major. Yeah. Like it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. What happens if there's an odd number? We just rotate everyone who's dancing. So there'll be somebody kind of off to the side from it, and we'll run through the move and be like, okay, everybody rotate. We'll bring in this other person. So it's never a problem if we have an odd number. So you don't need to show up with a partner. You can just show up by yourself to demonstration hall, Yeah. and you'll be welcomed. That's Absolutely. so fantastic. With an odd number, sometimes we also have one of the people teaching join. And so if there's just one extra follow, then the person who's teaching the leads will sometimes dance with them. And then it evens out. And then you don't even have somebody waiting on the side. It's just... Who's usually that. teaching? We are mostly a student-taught team. So uh, look, we'll have bronze dancers who are teaching the newcomer lessons. But we also pull in um, some of our team alumni who are still in the area. So it's really, really great to have them come back and share all that they know with us. Or we do have professional lessons at least once a month. We're working on upping that number so we can always be improving our technique. But 
yeah, we'll have lessons with a professional ballroom dancer once a month so far. I think it's really cool that, you know, we've talked about like leads and follows and traditionally ballroom is like a really strictly gendered sport where it's like men are always leading and women are always following. And our team really doesn't enforce or believe in that. So I know like my first competition, I had one of the other girls that joined at the same time as me leading. And we really let people do whatever they want and make their own decisions about what style they want to learn how to do. So I think that's really cool that we do that. Jenna makes a great point. Our team is extremely welcoming to anybody, um, no matter your gender, um, sexuality, or how you feel about that. You don't have to be a male to be leading or a girl to be following. We go with the flow. Whatever you want to do, you can do whatever you want. And you don't have to stick with one either. I know some people will switch back and forth. And so one day they'll follow and one day they'll lead. And it's really nice just to be able to experiment and see like, oh, do I like this more? Do I like that more? You can lead in one style, follow in another. It's really fun. And it makes you a better dancer when you can do both. All right. And if anybody's interested in in getting involved, what would you what kind of advice would you give them? Just show up to a practice. Uh, the door is always open to people who just want to come check it out. And even if it's like a silver lesson is happening, someone is always standing off to the side, totally willing to show you a couple moves, get you started and answer any questions you have. And that's it for our show. Thank you to our station manager, Delaney Rogers, general manager, Jeremy Whiting and program director, McKenna Lowndes. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners. If you like what you heard, come back next week. I'm Tessa Kresh. You've been listening to Exposure. This was this week's episode of Exposure. Keep in mind that the views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff at Impact 89FM. If you're interested in going back and listening to our archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you're interested in what's going on next week, you can tune back in and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to Exposure. Exposure.